Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his adjectiveless corner of the Marvel Universe. That sounds weird. Anyway, um, I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and today I am joined by Mr. Joe Loves Comics himself, and we are discussing the quote-unquote end of the Spider-Verse. Joe, how the heck are you today? I'm good, thank you. It's great to be back on here. I, yeah, it's just glad to be back. It's nice to be the the guest rather than the host for once. So, <laughs> uh, that 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 is a nice feeling because uh, you get to kind of just relax. You know, your your homework was to read some comics, so that's always nice. <laughs> exactly, and it, it feels especially prominent because I, I recorded an episode of my own podcast a couple of hours ago. So mm. it's like both sides of the coin today seems. Oh, what what was uh, what was your other episode about? Uh, talking about all the the comic books that me and my guest uh, Fontiago from the League of Comic Geeks community enjoyed in May. So, oh okay. Well, I, I don't know when this will go out, but I was going to say last month, but recording this at the end of June. But yeah, so I always enjoy doing those monthly recaps at the because so, it allows me to bring a new de- guest on and just yeah talk comics with people and as we're doing here it's always a fun time uh it's it's great because you know i it's something i you know i mean it's it's funny because i i find sometimes comic book fans can be uh especially on twitter can be quite exhausting you know just (laughs) how much vitriol can be on online and you just want to be like if you don't like it just don't read it you know (laughs) like it's it's really as simple as that. Like I, I literally was at my comic book store yesterday because I'm actually way behind on stuff. And and I I was going through some stuff and I was, you know, they, they're a little old school, so they have like a paper chart. So I just like wrote my name down and took some stuff off. I was like, not really reading this, not into this. And you know what? Like my wallet's gonna thank me, my <laughs> mental health is gonna thank me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um at the end of the day, it's it's you know, it's 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 fiction. It's supposed to be fun, right? You know, and if you're not having fun, then just move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not to get too down this rabbit hole, but it's also when people respond with like, "Oh, we're still saying writers are invulnerable from criticism, or that they can't be criticized." I'm like, no, that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like sometimes it's that you can have valid criticisms, and you it can be healthy to just like stop reading and I, I think there's a maybe i'm naive but i think there's should be a healthy balance there well sure and and i think that you know if you're i think it's also if you're going to criticize it, it at least you know criticize something that you're that that you're reading or watching or something because if you're just criticizing something that you haven't seen or something that you're um 
you know, that you're just it's like hearsay, then then you just sound like a jerk, you know, <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah, that, that, that's a whole other thing. So I, it, it I, gets it's a mess out there sometimes. It, it, for sure, for sure. I'm actually way behind on Amazing Spider-Man, and I know I know what happens because you know <laughs> the internet kind of ruined it. <laughs> but I, I haven't read it yet, so I have nothing to say on it. You know, so that's kind of where I am. Like I, I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, once I get to it, I'll read it. And I've seen some of these hot takes where I'm like, oh, okay, time to unfollow some people, or because <laughs> you know sometimes it's just a little bit like it's just calm down just. Time little bit it's just supposed to be fun <laughs> yeah but, it's funny it. the owner of the league of comic geeks is mm. very like friendly and receptive to like like new ideas and things from the community so i remember su suggesting like oh it'd be great if we could like mute like a particular all reviews of like a particular comic on the feed <laughs> and yeah. So he dropped like like a beta muted phrases feature, like like you have on Twitter or whatever, for right. the Comic Geeks community feed, and it it dropped like literally a couple of days before Amazing Spider-Man twenty six came out. <laughs> so we, I was like, mm, this is like incredible, perfect timing. Like, thank you. Where has this been all my life? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I know, great site. Awesome. Um, well, speaking of kind of the the vitriol or you know some nastiness that can come around so we're talking uh spider-man the end of the spider-verse which is the most recent uh arc uh, as of this recording at least you might be listening to this a year from now uh of uh dan slot and mark bagley's new um spider-man series the adjectiveless spider-man series um well, first we'll do the intro here. So uh, we're, like I said, Spider-Man End of the Spider-Verse, uh, written by Dan Slott, penciled by Mark Bagley, uh, inked by John Dell and Andrew Hennessy, colored by Edgar Delgado, and lettered by VCs Joe Caramanga. Um, ran from, oh, excuse me, October 2022 to April 2023. So like I said, fairly recent as of this recording. Um, so Dan Slott, I feel like, uh, I was, we're not surprised to learn this, I suppose, given how Spider-Man fans could be, but it's kind of a hot button topic with, uh, Spider-Man fans. What, what's your take on Dan Slott and his, uh, his, uh, run of Spider-Man books? Cause as he's not shy to say, he's had the most, uh, <laughs> he's written the most Spider-Man comics out of anybody in the world, which is true. Uh, but, uh, at the same time that, that, uh. Can ruffle some feathers. Uh, what's what's your uh, what's your take on him? So yeah, his Spider-Man is it's definitely something that, on the whole, I'm wait. I've been waiting sort of years for like like on the best collections and things to finally get around to, like reading it because I haven't read too much because just because there's like so much of it. And since I hmm. got into like on the best editions. That's sort of what I'm hoping for. I know they they're putting out a superior Spider-Man on the bus, which I'm super excited for. Yeah. But apart from that, I haven't honestly read too much of his Spider-Man work. I read the original Spider-Verse story sort of several years ago now, probably, and that was a fun read. Mm -hmm. But 
which on a side note, I know you sort of covered this in your episode, but you were talking about like the editor's notes on each page. It's like, go see this and go see that. And so mm-hmm. that was what was cool about the Omnibus that released. Yeah. Uh, which I haven't been able to dig into yet, but I'm, I'm very excited to because I know that that contains all the times and everything. So mm-hmm. I, I'm excited to go back to that story and see what I think of it. But overall, with the like current Spider-Man run, I've been really enjoying it, to be honest. I mean, it's not anything like mind-blowing. It's not changing my life, but... It's just like fun at the end of the day. That I think that's just sometimes what you need, just like fun, solid, especially like Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Just like some, sometimes just what you need in your life that's very satisfying to like check out and sort of revisit the character every so often. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, you know. I mean, I mean, comics. You know, were you know they they weren't created to be this like medium to be dissected and you know, mold over, they were created just to be fun, you know, I mean, going back to action comics, number one, I mean, it's not the first comic book, but still, um, and, and I think that's sort of the key to a a great Spider-Man book is just, you know, there, there should be some high stakes, there should be some drama. uh, But at the end of the day, it's like, we're reading books about superheroes, you know, we should be having some fun with it, right? Yeah, I think that's what's cool about like the medium in, in general is you can have that that range where it's it's something like really like insightful and like philosophical whether that's in super comics or otherwise and, and then you can also let well, I just have like the like the pop conflict fun I guess mm-hmm. that is things like like the, like this comic like the uh, end of Spider-Verse, which is just sort of like a fun event to dive into. And it's not even necessarily like, like, like a normal event, like a cause, like it's technically a sequel to things like Spider-Verse and Spider-Geddon, but those have right. like tie-ins and everything. And this is literally just the the seven issues. So that that aspect of it was was a huge turn on for me, to be honest with you. I I was so happy to, you know, because because you know when I was joking, uh in, in the other in the spider the other spider verse episode saying like I, I felt exhausted how almost every page had a you know <laughs> for this adventure check out this issue I'm like oh my gosh like come on like <laughs> um uh and and I could still follow the main story just fine um but this one I was very happy it's like oh it's this seven issues and I don't have to go and find or look up on marvel unlimited app or go to the comic book yeah. store or whatever it, it's it's nice to just have it's just these seven issues and of course there's fallout that's going to be coming out of course but um it's nice to just be like okay just these and i'm good <laughs> yeah again it's like when i got the on the bus one of my first thoughts was like for, for the younger me that was constantly frustrated for the editor's notes, this omnibus with all the times in the correct order, you mm-hmm. can just read through. This one's for you, buddy. Right. <laughs> like, uh, That's nice. <laughs> um, so you know, I so this is an interesting time in the uh, in in the Spider titles where you know Peter is working for Norman Osborn, and so he at least when the story starts, you know he has his upgraded suit. So very, very similar to the, uh, 
to the MCU movies, right? You know, kind of the Stark Tech stuff. Um, and then, and, and I kind of like that Dan Slott <laughs> kind of quickly gets rid of it and gives him his, his regular spider suit back within like the first couple of issues. Um, and at the, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I, I kind of, I was kind of digging the, the, the little bit of green that he had. It just, um, it, it was something new, something fresh for the character. But uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, Spider-Man is interesting. Cause I, I think this, cause Miles Morales is another good example where throughout this story and, and his books that were going on, it's different now, but um, they're all within the span of like, you know, just a couple of months, um, you know, he had a different costume for a while. Mm. And I, I was not a fan of that costume, like the costume that's in this one. I'm just like, I'm like, it just doesn't look right. It just, I thought it was somebody else when he showed up. I was like, who the heck is that? And then they're like, Miles, you're here to help. And I was like, oh, right, it's Miles. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, now in, in Cody Ziegler's uh, book, uh, the current Miles Morales book, he's, he's back to his regular red and black. And I was just like, it's so funny to me how more so than any other characters, it's like Superman and Spider-Man, every now and then they try and change up their, their, their color scheme or their costumes, and they always end up back, you know, to the original designs, right? <laughs> um, maybe it's the primary colors of it, you know, maybe we as a, you know, at least on my end, Americans are just like, we're not okay with that. Go back to the red and blue. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's it just always makes me laugh when they're like, we're changing up Spider-Man's costume. Here's with how the new costume looks. And then like within a couple of months, they're like, you know, hey, we 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 took it back. You know, <laughs> like here's here's the original costume again, the one that you all love. <laughs> one of the funniest examples I always think of of that was from the distinguished competition mm-hmm. with back in like what 2019, when like Bendis DC was sort of like properly like Bendis was on quite a few titles on action comics superman mm-hmm. and then he had his like wonder comics line and he had his young justice reboot going yeah and there was a thing with tim drake where he was teasing tim drake was going to get a new like identity and costume and codename and he sort of teased it for like three or four issues yeah and then like yeah. he got it and it's the most I mean I mean if you like it then like to each their own, but it's just like all brown and his name current name is just Drake. And mm-hmm. it's like oh, it's just it was not good. And then literally like a few issues later, oh, like by the end of the run, it's just like gone again almost just as quickly as it took for the time to tease it. And I'm like I'm glad that we didn't stick with that, but it is funny how sometimes these things just do not stick. Yeah. And Again, for good, but still funny. You know, that's that's a really good example because I remember I, I somebody on Twitter at the time saying, "So is Tim Drake? Did he get a side job working for UPS? What's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, I, I I get what they were trying to do, but like when they when they did Rebirth, right, and they gave uh, Tim Drake even though he was still called Red Robin at the time, uh, he had his classic Robin costume as opposed to the the weird one he had during the New 52. I was like, okay, good. We're back to, we're back to Tim Drake. Um, so that's another good example. You know, Tim Drake, uh, Clark Kent and Peter Parker, they seem to, and Miles Morales, they seem to always 
It's like, let's revamp their costumes. And the, the rest of us are just going, mm, no, we're good. You know, <laughs> um, new stories, but uh, keep the keep the costumes. You know, we're good with those. <laughs> yeah. And so going back to like Peter's new costume, it's like I was talking about this with my boyfriend the other day, trying to like pinpoint it. But I like the idea of the sort of more like tech based costume in this current status quo. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about like the actual colors themselves, like the actual color of the like the spider logo, and like the things on his arms that just it just doesn't do it for me. Like looking at the cover for uh, issue nine of of this series after the at the end of Spider Verse arc, mm-hmm. where it's just something about it's almost like a sort of like a murky like yet yellow greenish color that just seems like off. Like yeah. I really like the. Like also on that cover, the like the and just electro in general, like here's like yellow that's like nice and clean and like just bright and it's it's like yellow. Whereas something about like the the color of like his suit and it just feels more like greenish yellow, which just sort of looks like off to me. It doesn't doesn't quite do it for me personally. No, I yeah, I, no, I, I I get that. It's you know, there's you know. When you when you have perfection, you know why why mess with it? Well, yeah, know? exactly. That was the other thing we sort of thought about. It's like, and also with it goes back to the Mars thing. I think his new suit. I don't. I don't know if I can say I like it, but I think it sort of grew on me mm-hmm. um, in an unexpected way. But again, it's like if the original is perfect, you don't need to change it. But yeah, right, right. Um, you know, it's it's just you know, comics, I mean, you know, that's, it's just how it is when these characters run for in Spider-Man's case, you know, 61 years, uh, you know, you want to change things up, you know, <clears throat> and I totally understand that. Uh, but at the same time, you just, sometimes it's just a little bit like, eh, you know, a, a, you know, a story purpose is one thing, or, you know, in, you know, maybe it, it's to sell a toy or something. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> Especially with it being Disney, of course, that's part of it. But, um, but yeah, let's just uh, you know keep it where it is. Um, but uh, <clears throat> regardless, uh, but you know, speaking of you know, like Spider-Man costumes and everything, we we get a whole slew of brand new Spider people in this uh, mm. <laughs> in this uh, story that were introduced during the um, Edge of Spider-Verse Volume Two. Uh, one of my favorites being. Uh, since especially watching a bunch of Disney movies with my my kid uh, being the um, the <clears throat> excuse me the the spinstress uh, spider you know spider person you know who's just singing the whole time and and I love that Peter just is just like you know she starts singing and he's like no nah, we're done we're not doing that we're not doing a we're not doing a musical number you know <laughs> it's just um, it, there's something about like the the creativeness behind some of these and and some that make perfect sense you know having a a craven the hunter spider-man you know having a black cat spider spider mm. you know it's like stuff like that i i think is uh you know as, as much as i like characters like like sun spider or spider uk it's like it's kind of fun to have a character that's you know that feels like an extension you know just you know just a a slight 
left or right turn from the regular 616, right? Oh, so this is Craven if he had won in Craven's last hunt. This is Felicia if she had been bitten by the spider. Well, I mean, she wasn't bitten by the spider, but you know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of interesting to have those types of characters because for me, I'm sitting there going like, oh, okay. like, And, and it also adds some dramatic weight to Peter where he's looking at it, it's like, okay, so in one universe, there's you know, obviously I was killed and, and Craven is now Spider-Man uh, or Hunter Spider. And in another universe, there's Felicia Hardy, who is, who is Spider, who's the Night Spider and is just, is stealing everything, but is kind of trying to be a hero, but also not really. So it's like it, that kind of stuff I find really, really interesting. What, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think it's really fun when I think especially like you can still like read this main series without having read the like Edge of Spider-Verse mm -hmm. last year. So I think what Mark Gunn was listening to the episode was saying about how it sort of like all leads into this series and it sort of actually had like a, a bit of a prologue, which I'm not sure if I'd ever like realized before, mm -hmm. but all the same, I was sort of like had that in mind, like going into this. I hadn't read the Edge of Spider Verse before, and I was like, oh, I'll just jump into it. And that's the like the cool thing about how I can just sort of like go in and just like accept that these like all these different like awesome and fun spiders, and just I think part of what makes it like a more like a popcorn flick where you can just there's just so much to like enjoy and entertain you. And if I want to go back and learn about all of those different like new spider people and spider dinosaurs or whatever i can <laughs> like go back to that to their issues yeah. i can go back and read them but you can still like understand like the story and where it's going and i think i'm sort of like like flicking back to the issues and like especially towards the end when you've got like just like so many spider characters like fit onto one page and it, it just sort of makes you think like how cool like uh, for like, Mark Beckley just like like fit all of those like many yeah. things onto one um, page and it, it's cool when like right recently when, when the spider people start showing up like elsewhere as well like Web Weaver one of one of the spider people like he showed up in the the recent marvel voices pride for this year mm -hmm. so it was like fun to see like him again it was like oh yeah i, I know you um it, uh it, it's it's kind of it's kind of funny where uh you you say that because i feel like the the spider verse it, it's so funny to me because it it feels so especially in this story uh with the exception of one character feel so disconnected from the, the, mm. the rest of the Marvel universe. Um, you know, we have like what, what we assume is like, there's the one part that takes place and what we, like I said, what we assume is the MCU, right. You know, because it's Peter talking to Mr. Stark. Um, oh yes. And uh, you know, it, or at least some sort of variant of him, but um, it's, so it's, uh, you know, it, and that's the only time we hear another name that's like a, uh, or not the only time, but one of the, one of the few times, at least in this story, we hear a name that isn't uh, 
that that isn't like Peter Parker or Cindy Moon or whatever, um, Miles Morales, uh, and. And so it's it's funny when you say like oh yeah this character popped up in Marvel Voices I'm like oh yeah I almost forgot that <laughs> they're they're a part of the yeah. Marvel universe right <laughs> and also it sort of does become funny when you start to realize that like this is all sort of like spawned out of like one character right like, even <laughs> e- even in like the original like Spider Verse. Story, or I, I suppose to sort of like like Spider Man in general, when you consider how much of like a, and, and I suppose this is true for like most of the big, some of the big, uh, some of the other big characters like Batman and Superman, and how mm. some characters have like superhero families these days. But it's just sort of fun how it's like you just start with like one character, like one corner, and then it actually like starts to become like a like a proper like corner of their own. It's not just like. Mm-hmm. You know, I suppose like like Daredevil is just like Daredevil. He has supporting characters, but mm-hmm. it's still like only really him. Whereas with like Spider Man, you just it's just sort of got like bigger and bigger and like multiverse all over the over the years. And, and maybe that just speaks to the you know the, the I don't even know how to put it. It's like you know we're not seeing like a, into the 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 Devil verse or you know into the Captain America verse, although kind of, I guess now, because there's a bunch of different Captain America running around. Uh, Captain's America. Wait, Cap- Captain's America? Captain America's? Weird. Uh, it's like mothers-in-law or something like that. It's, it sounds strange. Or like, um, <laughs> over in, like, the Image Comics title Radiant Black, uh-huh. there's, like, uh, there was a point when at the, at the moment, they've sort of, like, both the main characters are, like, friends, and they've both, like, been sharing the powers so there's like mm-hmm. conversations in the Discord before about like is it like ra- radiance black like radiant black so that, that that sounds a bit wrong uh, like <laughs> radiance or like what's what's the correct uh, pluralization right right it's it, you know you, you just kind of like whatever sounds wrong maybe that's the right way I don't know <laughs> um, well well and also we, we we try to do like the plural of like. Um, Spider-Man, it's like Spider-Men, it's like, well, no, because there's women, like, Spider-People, no, because there's, like, spiders and cars, and there's, like, <laughs> what, Spider-Characters, I guess. Yeah, sp- Spiders, I guess, you know, but even that just sounds like, you know, well, are we talking about, like, spider, Spider-Man, spider the character, or, like, actual spiders, you know? <laughs> sp- Spiders-Man, the collection of spiders that collectively believe they are Spider-Man. That, that, that is, which is, by the way, the, the disgusting <laughs> uh, someone it's funny so, someone mentioned that in the discord recently that i'm in when they were like oh i get really creeped out by him or something like that and i was like i agree but that name is fantastic you have to agree <laughs> yeah i no, i i 100 agree with that it's just it's uh uh and i love that so creepy yeah that that's on the the norman osborne spider-man universe and um, and it's and I was a little bit like I want to see more of him as as kind of a morally gray or maybe even morally black <laughs> um, Spider Man because I when I was looking at it, I was like does he Yep he has six arms <laughs> you know like he's just typing away and everything and um, I was like man I kind of wish he was a bigger part of this like uh, uh, you know as, as you know like I said I, I love the characters that are in the universe like you know when you get or in the Spider-Man corner, right? You know, so you have like a a Gwen Stacy Spider-Person, you have a 
um, or, you know, you know, the Spider Gwen, whatever you want to say. Um, and then, uh, you know, like I said before, like Craven or Felicia Hardy or whatever. So it's like, oh, a Norman Osborn Spider-Man. That's kind of cool. And, and then, um, <clears throat> and then he like dies immediately. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we're, we're, we're not getting any more of him. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe we will, because the story does end with, uh, the, the Spider-Verse or the, the great web reweaving itself, which, um, was a really cool visual and it's and and that aspect of it always makes me laugh because it's like Dan Slott definitely studied under Stan Lee in the sense that and I have said this before that you know you, you don't have to get the science right you just have you just have to kind of gobbledygook your way through it and the audience will just kind of go with it because Stan Lee was very famous for saying like you know I don't know a gamma bomb from an eggplant but it sounded dangerous and that's what created the Hulk you know <laughs> um and in like in this case, it's like, oh, when you you stab the inheritor, the the great web starts to reweave itself, and then you see like all the spider faces coming out of it. And I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so silly! Like it looks like, it almost looks like an episode of Power Rangers from back in the day. Actually, it hundred percent looks like Power Rangers from back in the day because I can think of the exact episode where they were turned into like soccer balls. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like when you have that emotional reality behind it. You can Oop, did I lose you? Oh. He froze for a moment there. I don't know. Uh, okay. Because then that was on. But yeah, was it? I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. It's just so... I, I get it. I, and when I say like things like silly and ridiculous, it sounds like I'm saying it's like a negative thing, but I like, I, I absolutely mean that in the like best way. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the type of person that's like... Sometimes it's like that, like the silly or the better is just what I, I absolutely love. <laughs> Well, you know, when you talk about the, the end of the book, right, and there's the, the hundreds of spider people uh, that, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, it's just, you know, does it make any sense? No. Is it a ton of fun? Yes. You know, like, and then not only that, but then you have like the, the spider, the spider, like megazords, you know, and transformers that are, that are popping up. And I was just like, and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about those. That's so cool. They're here too. <laughs> Also, in, on that sort of thread of conversation, I loved. I thought you have to mention Spider Man without the hyphen, Peter. Like, like <laughs> yeah. when 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 he brings in like an actual like Peter Palmer, yeah, who's like an actual like, from like a, a prototype version of Earth Six One Six, as it says on right. this website, it was just like. Full of like like unexpected ideas like that, but you maybe should have. It's not like surprising. It's like oh yeah, it's like that makes sense, but it's, it's sort of like you aren't expecting to actually show up. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's one of those things that uh, Dan Slott likes to call attention to because he did that during Superior Spider-Man Two uh, when Peter when they had the mind fight between. Peter and and Octavius 
And he's like, my name's Peter Parker, Peter Palmer, you know? And I was just like, and it was because it was a typo in, in the original Amazing Fantasy 15. So, I, you know, you assume that's where he came from. And um, and I love that the, the story starts with Peter when he's fighting the the bank robbers. He, he makes a point to say, you're saying it too fast. It's Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, you know? Like, and then and then later this character's like, he's like, you're saying it too slow. It's Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> It's just, it, it's so, it's so damn funny to me. I'm just like, I, I love that kind of callback to it. And, and also is, is from the comic books, right? You know, so for us, like, you know, ones that are, have been reading this, you know, forever um, or dig into it, the history of it uh, as, and Dan Slott's like kind of the master at that. Um, it's, it's so funny to have those callbacks. <laughs> yeah. And it's a sort of joke that could only work in comics. Yeah. Because it, it, it's sort of like the joke. It's like if you, if it's like actually in film or whatever, it sort of like ruins it because the, the idea of being, being like you can somehow tell if, if they're saying it without the hyphen or not, even though it's like, it's like we might know. Mm -hmm. It's like they, and I, I might just, I over explained it, but I just, it's just, I, I just, yeah, it's so funny when it's like, I can tell you're saying it without the hyphen. Yeah, yeah. Because don't forget it. Well, it's, it, it's which is a, a pet peeve of Dan Slott. If you ever look at his Twitter, I think yeah. every six or seven tweet is it's Spider Man with a hyphen. <laughs> and also, it's like so. Going back to that that question that we're doing, I know that like Dan Slott can probably it's probably some like very like um legitimate criticism where it where he, he can improve that from it is like his writing of the years. I mean he's been writing so long. But it's it's the times when um when people sort of get like slightly annoyed that he's sort of always like insists on that like the hyphen joke. It's like yes we get it. But I'm like no that's I mean like again to each their own but I just find that so funny. Like mm -hmm. it, like it's just like such a small thing but also such almost like a like a small thing and a big thing at the same time because it's like it's, it's part of his name but right. to like constantly like make, make a joke out of people missing it like oh, yeah it's, it's funny there's a uh i always think of uh, when i think of that i always think of there's an episode of friends in the uh one of the early seasons where uh it's just like randomly phoebe goes why is why isn't it spider-man and and chandler's like what he's like she's like why isn't it why isn't his why isn't it pronounced Spider-Man? And and Chandler's like, well, it's it's not his last name. He's not Phil Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> it's not like Goldman. It's not like Goldman. And Phoebe's like, there should be a gold man. <laughs> and then they have a whole discussion about that. And I Amazing. That is, that's always stuck with me. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um yeah, and and I think about that every time that that hyphen conversation happens. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if people are getting this from friends from like the early nineties. <laughs> Maybe. You know, it's anything it just, possible. <laughs> it just so sort of came back to mind as I, as I finished talking when what I've seen before about the idea that there's Spider-Man with the hyphen, mm -hmm. there's Iron Man, like two words without right. the, like without a hyphen, as opposed to Spider-Man with the hyphen, mm -hmm. and then there's Superman. All one word, no hyphen, just one word. Yeah. So it's like there's lots of different options if you're becoming a superhero with something man. There's 
right right you know or it's it, you know who knows it's just whatever looks best and and at this point now spider-man yeah. with the hyphen looks best you know when you when people like when uh, i had a friend that had a baby and i i bought them like a spider-man blanket and and she sent me a, a thank you card she was like thank you so much for the spider-man blanket and it was all one word i was like <laughs> well like, you're welcome i guess <laughs> well it, it's also interesting and this is leading me further and further down this rabbit hole but the idea of like like the original batman logo the early batman logo and it's sort of like batman right and it's like right. apparently like on the on the cover they still say like batman or one word right just in like the like the logo or or like like early in the Amazing Spider-Man run when it's like actual tribute to teenagers issue, or like those early like Silver Age comics when they say teenagers and it's like teen hyphen ages, which isn't <laughs> how I typically tend to think of it these yeah. days. But that's uh it it I, I was I was thinking about that too with with Batman how in the original Kane comics it was you know Batman and, and then it was just. Yeah, who knows where these decisions come from, and <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it's and who and who knew? Like you know, sixty years later, we'd be <laughs> still talking about well, this. <laughs> exactly, just spending like ten minutes talking about hyphens and superhero names. <laughs> that we, you know, we gotta we gotta pad the runtime somehow. <laughs> yes. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, dear. But this, uh, so this this story, um, I, I got to say that as as the stories have gone on, uh, I I dig the Julia Carpenter character, the uh, the Madame Web character, because um, uh, in the original uh, or not the original, but in the animated series, the Madame Web character, I I found insufferable. Every time she showed up, I was like, I was like, you know what, you know who is the worst villain in in all of the Spider Man episodes is Madame Web. She's the worst. And, but I, I kind of dig the Julia Carpenter. I like her look. I like that she feels more like an ally to Peter, right? She's not just like, you know, you need to go do this. Ooh, you know, kind of. She just like, mm. um, she, she, and, and plus, like, maybe it just helps that she's a little bit younger. She's, um, you know, she's more of a contemporary to Peter. Um, and, and, you know, it, that, to me just is is much more interesting and and when the, you know the, there's the madam web movie that's supposed to be coming out next year um because you know sony wants to milk as much of the spider-man crap as they can i was like you know what maybe maybe that one will be good you know well i'm not holding on hope because they're kind of over three and probably about to be over four when craven comes out later this year <laughs> um but at the same time um the two Spider-Verse movies are two of my favorite movies of all time. So, you know, who, who knows <laughs> when, where, where this one's going to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it, it's sort of strange because at least with like Venom and like Craven, it's sort of maybe like recognizable to most comic fans probably. Mm -hmm. Like, well, Mobius. I don't, I don't know. It's maybe less so, but like, like, like Venom is one thing, but like yep. Madam Web is like, 
I don't know. I'm, it's it's an intriguing one. Sure. Well, it's like um, El, El Miyoto was taken off the schedule recently. It, I uh, that my my response to that was, <laughs> My response to that was the uh, I think you should leave GIF with Tim Robinson, kind of you know frustratingly but sarcastically going, "Are you sure?" You know. <laughs> well, it's also like my response was. Like, isn't he the only... Oh, because oh, I think also Bad Bunny was leaving the project. That was like, the other bit of news. I think so, yeah. I saw. And I was like, isn't he the only reason the film was being made? And then someone else was like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, yeah, so I was right. Okay. Well, I, I... You know, it was funny because when they first announced that one, I my first thought was like, who is Bad Bunny and who is El Moreto? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know who these people are. So you could have told me that El Moreto was the was was the person who wanted to play Bad Bunny, and I would have believed you, you know. <laughs> and, and, but you know, and I was like, I was like this character that showed up in like I don't know, like a handful of comic books. I'm like, man, Sony, like just 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 stick to the animated Spider stuff. But well, actually, on that topic, you know, um, so th there was there's talk of for a long time. I, I don't know if it's still the case. I heard. It might still be in development that um, so that Sony wanted to do like an Amazon Prime show about Spider Woman, um, and I, I guess it was going to be Jessica Drew. Um, when but when I was re reading this, uh, especially when you know, like so Peter gets taken out of the Great Web, and you know so he lives his life as if he'd never been Spider Man, uh, but Cindy Moon becomes Spider Woman or Silk. And, you know, kind of the main spider person in, in the Marvel Universe, you know, in a kind of altered timeline. And in my in my head, I was like, hey, Sony, Amazon, it, Dan Slott just did it for you. He just wrote the story for you. You know, like, right. yeah, I didn't they, think about that. But yeah, it's, you know, if you're going to do a Spider Woman series, just do Silk. Even if you call her Spider Woman in the in the in the in the show, you know, because first of all, you know, there's there's your female character. There's your, you know, there's your Asian representation, and plus you can use, you know, all the Spider-Man villains that you want, <laughs> mm. and, you know, it, and because it's funny because that rereading this, I would, you know, when Peter Parker is quote unquote killed off, or I should say the Amazing Spider-Man is killed off, and but it just turns out he just was never bitten by the spider. That aspect of it I found really intriguing. Um, and thought this is really cool because we get to have this what if story within a regular Spider-Man book, you know, which is it's not it's not unique to this, of course. There's been other examples I can't really think of any, but I I know it's happened before. But at the same time, I was like, that's such an interesting concept, and I almost wish that they could have kept that going just a little bit, you know, like what would it be like, you know, if you know, I mean, that's that's how Spider Girl came about, right? You know, because there was the what if oh, issue, yeah. and then Mayday got her own uh, long running series. Um, it's like, you know, that can we try that? That was kind of cool, and and I really dig the Cindy Moon character, you know, and and giving her this, uh, mm. and they even kind of give her the updated, uh, the, the, her origins turned around a little bit, where she's like, you know, we were supposed to hide in this bunker, but you know, people needed me. So I came out and I wanted to help. And I was like, well, that's cool. And I was like, and there you go. Like I said, 
Sony, Dan Slot's already written for you. You know, I, I know you're not really into this, but maybe you should read the damn comic books <laughs> before you go making all these movies. <laughs> and uh, and and you'll find some interesting ideas in there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like this another tangent, but it reminds me of a someone I saw recently where it's like the, the guy Marvel told Secret Invasion director not to read the comics before making the show. Was was mm. the headline that's being passed around recently, and yeah, not unfortunately not the worst thing that came out about Secret Invasion this, <laughs> sure. this, this week. It came out, but it's it, it's it's sort of a, I think a point my friend pointed out was that it's one thing when the story is like because like the, the films like like the best superhero films don't perfectly adapt the comics because they're not going to. But it's like one thing to like not perfectly adapt the comics, and there's nothing to just like not even bother like reading them or or anything or consulting them at all. So, right. like like, yeah. I it, it, no, I, I I get what you mean. It's 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 kind of heartbreaking, especially when they first yeah. when they first announced Secret Invasion. I, I rolled my eyes and was like, "Come on, man!" Like, first of all, that's my favorite. Uh, Marvel event, you know, that, that got me back yeah. into like Marvel comics in a big way back in like 2008 when it came out. And, you know, I loved, um, and I loved the, the Avengers tie-ins, how Bendis was weaving all the stuff that had happened before then. And, you know, here's how it all led up to, you know, like, so here, here, here's who's been a scroll the whole time. Here's who's been in on it, you know, here, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all that stuff I, I loved. I was gobbling all that up. And and then when they were like, oh, it's going to be like just like a Nick Fury story. And not only that, but this was after the Captain Marvel movie had come out and the Skrulls were the good guys. I was like, OK, you, uh, come on. Like, uh, I, I think you're missing something here. Now, granted, I think it's I mean, as of this recording, it's only been one episode and I enjoyed it. So, you know, maybe just they're being a little bit looser with the adaptation than 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 I would prefer, you know, because I would prefer to see. Iron Man and the other Avengers fighting the scrolls, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, it, yeah, but at the same time, it's like you know, you, you miss something when you when you're not, mm. you know, you're you're not adapting these things. You know, not not like it has to be like Watchmen, right? Where it has to be like panel for panel. Um, but so you know, you know, sometimes you just you're you're just missing just a little bit of something there. Um, it's why I kind of dig the, the Spider-Man movies. There's like Spider-Man two is there's a little bit of Spider-Man no more in it, but for the most mm. part, it's an original story, you know? Um, yeah. So they've all, they've all taken little bits from here and there, but for the most part, they're all their own things. Uh, kind of the same thing, like the, like the Batman and Superman movies have been. Um, and uh, well, most of the superhero movies, I guess I should say. Um, but well, I think like, that's what's, so like delightful about into the spider-verse and across the spider-verse mm -hmm. in in that sense where they like genuinely feel like like comic books come to life yeah where they have like panel borders what worked into some of the shots and yeah and, like in the i don't think they had any in it into the spider-verse i can't remember but in like across the spider-verse they have like editor's notes at certain points oh yeah um, yeah <laughs> and it's like oh okay on and then like, just, yeah, like, like oh, like the, telling the 
audience like like what universe the characters are from and like what their name is and yeah just the overall like aesthetic of it it, it just generally feels very like comic booky which is just such yeah again a delight and it's it's hard for me to well i, I won't pass judgment on this because again i haven't even i haven't read the comic and i haven't watched any the first episode of the show yet but there is something like inherently compelling about the idea of reworking Secret Invasion as like a more like sort of like, like grounded like spy thriller thing. I don't think that's an idea without potential. But again, like I, I haven't read the comic, or so I don't know that there probably is. It'd be easy to see if there's something missing. Because that's sort of part of the fun is seeing like the superheroes like mm-hmm. am- amongst it all. I think there's probably like a good balance of both that you could uh, get there. But I don't know, right. there's a whole other conversation, I suppose. Yeah, and and you know, don't get me wrong. You know, you said there's there's potential there, and I think I think it's going to be a good yeah. show. Um, but you know, at the same time, it's like yeah, I'm not tuning into the the Marvel shows or the Marvel movies to to see spy thrillers. I know there's, there's comics that are that way, but it's like, yeah, it's like, I want to see Iron Man and Captain America, you know, (laughs) like, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I get that. But, uh, Um, yeah, it's, it is what it is, I suppose. But, um, so, but, uh, but anyway, getting back to, to the end of the spider verse. Um, so our, our main villain in this, uh, Shathra, who I believe was introduced during J. Michael uh, Straczynski's run. Um, yes. And I feel like, uh, Dan Slott owes a lot of his uh, run to J. Michael Straczynski, where he took a lot of, like, the Ezekiel character, you know, was tied into Cindy's origin, right, to Silk's origin, and uh, and Moreland and the Inheritors, and now Shathra. It's like, it's like man, you know, it, it that's sort of one of my favorite things about modern comics are the, the writers that can, you know, kind of take what's been used and find new twists on it, because you know it's it's one thing to make up new villains it's quite another to say well here's a villain that already fits this idea of you know we're gonna i'm gonna take over the 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 multiverse and all the spiders will be mine and here's a version of it that i can use so there's precedent for it so the audience will sit there and go oh that's cool and then it gets you wanting to reread the old stuff right (laughs) you know Hmm. and and that that stuff i i love and and I also love kind of the visual of not just Shathra, uh, who's a very pretty simple design, but when all the spider people are are turned, they just they, yes. look, they look horrifying, you know. Yeah, and that was the like funny thing that because last year Marvel reprinted the first omnibus of mm-hmm. the JMS, and the, I think the first half mostly has by John Rita Jr. And so, so I, 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 I never read that run. That's one of the runs I, I'd always heard about. I wanted to read, so I picked that up mm-hmm. and was like reading it through like, over the summer. And then, so I got like an introduction to Shathra, who I'd never really heard of before, because I, I don't think she's really appeared much, like apart from like the first few issues where she first appeared in this story. I don't right. think she's really been used. No, so, I don't think so. And then, so well, when they heard that when that the Edge of Spider Verse one shot, sort one shots, but you know, what I mean, started coming out, mm-hmm. and I heard that like Shuttle was like the main villain, and then was all 
this story started unfolding, I was like, oh, it's like, okay, that's neat, because I'd, like, only been introduced to us so recently in, like, the Omnibus, so I was, I was like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool, I'm excited to, to see her, and, of course, it's cool to, like, not just use, like, Morning again on the Inheritors, mm-hmm. but actually give him, like, a slightly different place within the story, which was interesting to see. Uh, yeah, and and I like, you know, the, the, you know, I mean, it's sort of that, it's such a classic trope, right? The enemy of your enemy is your friend. Um, and having the, uh, the the uneasy alliance, right? And, uh, you know, the, the, the first Spider-Verse event did it with, you know, the uh, superior Spider-Man having to work with the amazing Spider-Man, right? You know, just um, so that that and how that kind of implodes at the end of the story, that that kind of stuff. I, you know, it, it's such a classic trope. It's it's done so many times, but you know what? Like, I, I kind of when it's done well, I don't get you don't get tired of it because it's, or you know, or, or at least I don't get tired of it because it's like it, it adds a new dynamic to things, and I like that when Moreland says he found where the the spite the spiders had hidden his family and and wants to go back and wants to save them he you know he finds that they're they've all been killed and he uh and then you have uh you have peter who's who's kind of sad about it. he's like i I'm, I'm sorry you know like it's you know this is one of his worst enemies you know who wants to kill him and has almost damn near succeeded a couple of times and and he still feels bad for him that his family died um, you know that that says so much about Peter's character, um, and 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 it's that that kind of stuff that I think separates really good storytelling from just kind of like oh the the good guys and the bad guys are teaming up. It's like well, sure, but Peter cares about everybody. You know he doesn't, you know he doesn't. Uh, sure, he loves being Spider Man, and he you know he kind of loves kicking the crap out of the bad guys. But at the same time, you know he also loves being. But but he's also a really good person, and and when people are in trouble, even if they're bad people, he wants to help them, and I think that's amazing. You know, pun pun kind of intended there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I suppose it just sort of goes back to the idea of not again. I feel like recycling maybe doesn't give quite the the, the right connotation I'm going for, but the idea of like taking old ideas and like building on them and like. Even if you sort of like revisit characters like Morning, like doing it in a way that like changes up the dynamic, it becomes like refreshing and mm-hmm. and it, I think that what I think like what's cool about the, sto- the story is that so I suppose it just now brings up an idea about like stakes and like mm-hmm. the threat in comics where like at the start like uh, sort of like, across the story there are like a few notable people that are like erased from existence like spider woman in the first issue and then yep. like peter himself a few issues in mm-hmm. and it's like you know that they're going to come back by the end especially peter but like i i personally still thought it was like like there was like tension and atmosphere and it was like done like well and especially like you mentioned earlier issue five which had the the what if aspect to it which was a lot of fun and i think because I, I was sort of 
like, like I said earlier, it's not anything like amazing, but I was like enjoying like issues like one through four, and then I got to that issue, and I was like, okay, this is actually like really good. So yeah. I could, in terms of like a standout issue for me, which was, and uh, yeah, it's just it, it's sort of like exciting, and even like when people are cynical about like another Spider Verse storyline, mm-hmm. caught the end of the Spider Verse, no less that isn't actually. <laughs> technically the, the actual end of the Spider-Verse. Like, I understand right. why you would be cynical, but I still thought it, it was, like, exciting enough and cool enough that, um, like, yeah, I'm just glad that I like, picked it up and, I, yeah, I, it was fun. And, mm. I, I kind of liken it to, like, a restaurant. It's like, oh, they're doing another Spider-Verse. It's like, well, that's cool, you know? I mean, like, uh, when I go to when I go to a restaurant, you know, Odds are I'm gonna order the same thing I ordered before, and right? I'm gonna yeah, exactly. It, you know, <laughs> uh, and it's you know may, maybe it won't be good. Maybe maybe there's a new guy that's that cooks it wrong or something. But you know that's you know, but I'm still gonna pay for the meal because I you know that's what I'm here for. And you know, same thing with you know later this year, the Superior Spider-Man is coming back, and that and that news I was it's it's sort of a deflating experience a little bit where. I saw that headline uh, like on the Marvel uh, Twitter and I just, I was like jumping up and down going, Oh yes, that was one of my favorite Spider-Man stories. I'm so excited. And then like, I see the comments and they're like, they're doing this again. I hate that. Dan Slott's a hack, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, just like, well, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Try to drown out the noise. Like, uh, all right, I'm just worried about me. I'm excited. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, on the one hand, yeah, I, I I agree, but it's also the idea that, like, you can't blame people for, like, wanting something that's, like, apparently or allegedly unique, in quotes, but... Sure. And then, again, it's just, like, on the other, other hand, there's just... These characters have been around for, for so long that it's so hard to imagine, like, any, like, properly unique or original ideas of them and I think it gets what what frustrates me in, in that sense is like the circular discourse hmm. in that comic book fandom space like when the like Justice League died like last year <laughs> it's like half the half the people are like complaining uh, well so half people are, are complaining and like oh they'll, they'll just be brought back and then but then, like, the, the, there's also the people that it's just. I don't, I don't know. I, I I thought I knew where I was going with that. But my, my point being, like, if we know the Justice League are going to come back, then like, why are we complaining about it? You don't need to like either just like enjoy the book and read the book, or just like ignore it. There's no point. It just feels like a bit of a waste of breath yeah. to complain about the Justice League dying if if we know they're going to. Well, no, sorry. I think I think my point was it's it's a waste of breath to complain about them coming back. It's like we all, we all know they're going to come back. This right. isn't like new information, so like I, I understand it can be like frustrating these like circular tropes. But then when when, when like not only the publishers do like the circular tropes and things over and over again, but then we have the same conversations about them over and over again as fans. That almost becomes more exhausting to me. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
I lost the thread a bit there, but I hope I conveyed my point. No, no, no. I, I totally get what you mean. It's, you know, because it's, because it, are, are they going to kill off, like, is DC really going to kill off Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman? No, of course not. Is Marvel really going to kill off Peter Parker? Of course not. You know, but it's, but I think people miss the point where it's like, it's, it's the story that needs to be interesting. So if you're going to take mm. them off the board, like at least make the story interesting. So if you're taking, you know, Peter Parker off the board and now Otto is the superior Spider-Man, you know, like make the story interesting, which I, I found superior Spider-Man very interesting. I really loved it. You know, it's one I, I recommend to people. Um, and then, you know, when you get, and then it's like, you know, the, the end of the Spider-Verse, like is the Spider-Verse really ending? Like, of course not, you know, because that, you know, Dan Slott kind of the way he put it, it's like it's this big money maker for Marvel and we're and we're ending it. Ha 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 ha. That's like literally what he said. Uh, <laughs> I and I just kind of like rolled my eyes a little bit going, OK, like, well, well I'll play along. But, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm interested to see what you're doing, you, you know, I um, but uh, and and with this story, you know, when you get a, a, an artist like Mark Bagley, who you know, is my personal favorite Spider-Man artist. Um, the first, not the first Spider-Man story, but uh, I, the, the Spider-Man book that I really started to get into regularly was Ultimate Spider-Man uh, with him and Bendis. And I just, the, it never, and as I kind of got into more and more like history of Spider-Man, I was like, oh, Bagley's been around for a while, you know, and he was one of the co-creators of Carnage and, you know, just in and rereading some of that other stuff, I'm like, man, like this dude is a fine wine. He is getting better with age. Like this stuff in, in this story looks incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I really loved his well, yeah. And I think it's just uh, I sort of like struggle to like pinpoint exactly what it is sometimes. But I think the uh, I love the discourse around this artwork from people who enjoyed it in Spider-Man Life Story mm -hmm. and how it's like conveys each period really nicely because it does yes. have like a timeless feel. It just it just feels like classic like superhero art. It feels like a maybe maybe like a platonic ideal of what like, I want to see in like superhero comic art where it's not anything there are like artists that I think like visually sort of like look like prettier in, in quotes or whatever. Sure. But in terms of just like, like, just like conveying it like well with like the action and like the characters and the just like everything, it, it just feels like really like solid, like like incredible like comic book art that just really does the job and it, it does it really well. Yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I, I'm such a, I'm such a huge fan of his work and. It's funny because uh, after they did, like, you know, speaking of characters dying, <laughs> uh, Batman R.I.P., he went to D.C. for a little bit. And uh, and I and I was excited. I was like, oh, he's going to D.C. He's going to do Batman stuff. That's going to be great. And there was just something about it that was a little off. I was like, I mean, he's still a good artist, but eh, I think his style just works better for Marvel. You know, like, same thing I mm. kind of felt with Bendis, like when Bendis was on Superman, like at first... I thought it was really great and I loved it. And then as as it kind of as his stuff kind of went on, there was a part of me that was like, I think he's better with Marvel stuff, you know? And I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, 
say that the stuff he did like Batman universe was really good. And uh, a lot of his, a lot of his Superman stuff was good. It's just that, you know, uh, it's like, maybe, maybe I miss him on Marvel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's sometimes it's like, you know, I, I know like artists and writers, you want to try new things. You want to jump into new projects and stuff. Um, like, uh, like it's funny, like, like with Dan Slott, you know, he did Iron Man and their first, couple of arcs of his Iron Man I really really loved and then as it kind of went on I was like I don't think I'm digging this anymore and then uh his Fantastic Four for the most part I really enjoyed um but then it's like um but then when they were like oh Dan Slott's going back to Spider-Man I was like whew okay you know it's like you know that's that's <laughs> yes. what you're best at <laughs> um and you know and I'm not trying to you know say that all that other stuff is is bad in comparison it's just well it's just that it's not like this is what he's best at, you know, and whereas like somebody like Bendis, I think some of his best work was on Avengers. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, some, sometimes it's like, you mm. know, yeah. um, but I also feel kind of bad saying that, you know, because I don't want to be like a jerk and be like, just stay in your lane. You're good at Spider-Man. Stay at Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like because you should try new things and that's fine. Um, but you know because yeah i i wouldn't like it if i was like I, you know i'm tired of my job i want to get a new job if somebody was like yeah but you know you're good at your job stay at your job then i'd be really depressed <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah um so uh any uh any final thoughts on this uh well actually well, well, well before you even do that so there's a new character that gets introduced uh let's, let's i was just going to that. say if you don't yeah if you, i was gonna say if you don't bring it up i will before we end <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, I, I, I was like looking right at it this whole time. <laughs> you know, here's, there he is. Um, so we have nice. Bailey, uh, Spider-Boy, who shows up. And uh, it's it's so interesting to me that there was some discourse. Uh, my friend Paul Herman, who kind of who joked on Twitter, he's like, there's only one Spider-Boy. And it was from the Amalgam comics from the, the 90s. <laughs> yes, uh, I saw that. Which, uh, uh, fun fact, we're doing an episode about on the show coming up soon. Nice. Um uh what paul and i are going to talk about i'm excited about that but uh i i uh i i thought he had kind of the perfect hilarious introduction it was sort of it, it reminded me of dawn being introduced in buffy the vampire slayer in a sense right you know because dawn just shows up and it's like oh yeah buffy has a sister she's always had a sister but in this case it's just in, instead of all the characters knowing it's like it's just Bailey who shows up going, guys, it's me. I'm Bailey. You know me. And they're all like, who the hell are you? <laughs> you know? uh, uh, like the, uh, what was it? Uh, in the first Into the Spider-Verse movie, when, uh, Miles is like, you guys can't stay here. You're going to die. Like, I I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you get, get home. And it's all like, the music's all swelling up and dramatic. And then Spider-Man Noir goes, who are you? <laughs> um yeah, it's 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 those bits that I think are really great, and it's like and and uh, I I have I I haven't read the Edge of Spider Verse that he's in yet. I, I'm waiting for the trade for the for that one, but uh, I gotta say, at the very least, I'm intrigued with this character. Like, what where are we gonna go from here? Uh, what what's your take on Spider Boy? Yeah, I'm not to be honest. I really like the idea. I think it's a really fun idea, but. I, I have heard that from a couple of people that have been reading longer that it's maybe not necessarily 
again, like it's all been similar ideas have been done before. So yeah. maybe I, I, I like it a bit more because I don't have that sort of experience. But I just there's something like like about home that just makes me really intrigued to know more. I, yeah. I just like really want to know more. I think it is like its costumes fun. It's sort of there's something about the the sort of very like striking and vibrant that I, it's like simple but effective. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we we don't really know like much about him yet. I mean, still wait, I'm waiting for uh, I mean to get that Edge of Spider Verse issue which she appears in soon. But mm-hmm. it's like when he showed up in, I think the most recent issue of the series, so this recording issue nine. Yeah, when. Like everyone's sort of like minding their own business, but Peter is like preoccupied with like Electro and Norman and and every everyone everything going on, mm-hmm. and then sort of like he just sort of appears, and he's like like doing his own thing and he's just like interfering and it's like I have no idea who this kid is, but no one else does it. I want to find out. I'm excited to find out. Yeah, it's, yeah. It seems like a it's sort of like a fun way to bring in a new character where. Because well, also at, at the end of the series, when they bring back Jessica and Peter, and then and then there's like oh there's one more person and it's like Kane coming back like yeah Spider. that was cool and then and it's like oh there's one more person it's like oh, it's like we have no idea who this is but he's like <laughs> it's it's me it's like oh I just I don't know something I it, the, the, it, there's there's something about him I just find really endearing and charming. It's 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 like the 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 little brother that wants to hang out with the big brother, right? right? Yeah, and his exactly. friends, like yeah, That's like I want to hang out with you guys, and they're, and they're just like uh, the 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 big the big kids are talking, you know, like get out of here, kid, kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, like I don't think like that. About it, but maybe that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such a. Uh, I, I'm very you know I'm I'm very interested, and you know I there's been very little of Dan Slot stuff that I've been disappointed with uh so i i you know and i think you know this this is an interesting concept you know because spider-man's never had a sidekick you know um you know he's just and and plus like you know just the idea of there being like all the spider people are kind of stuck on earth 616 is kind of interesting anyway you know so um it'll be it'll be interesting to see where this story goes and uh i uh i'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out because it's you know this episode unlike unlike most of my episodes you know this is an ongoing story so we're you know it's not like oh well this ended you know 10 years ago five years ago two years ago it's like oh no this is happening in real time at least as of this recording uh again somebody could be listening to this for a year from now going oh if only you knew how bad it was gonna get Uh, (laughs) um but you know who knows um but i'm but i'm excited um so um so you know. So now, <laughs> wrap up a little bit here. Um, what what are your final thoughts on the uh, the end of the Spider Verse? You know, or quote unquote, the end of the Spider Verse. <laughs> I yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I'd have to reread the well, uh, the original two events, Spider Verse and Spider Geddon, to if I was to think about where it would rank among those. But mm-hmm. it's just sort of, yeah, it sort of goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's not necessarily the so far from like the best superhero story I read, but it's not really what I was expecting. It's I suppose maybe it's like a nice palate cleanser in some ways when mm-hmm. it's just of like it feels 
like classic and especially with like the Bagley artwork and yeah. sort of like returning to the, the character it's just it's just yeah it, it's, it's a very entertaining story I think uh, I would definitely like recommend it and what, what do you think about which would you give the story to a new reader I was just trying to th- think about what where I would stand on that sort of thing because it's it's like I was saying about her, like I wasn't really, I didn't really know the the new characters that were introduced in like the edge of one shots, but I was like, okay, but then that, that doesn't feel like a fair judgment because I've been reading comics for years. So, <laughs> um, I, I probably wouldn't give this one to a new reader. Uh, it might be a bit much, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it's you know, there's that's sort of the problem. I you know, the, this is the the complaint I have about about Marvel, especially how they they're every couple of years they're always doing a new number ones like you know again as of this mm-hmm. morning a new hulk number or incredible hulk number one just came out and i think they have a tendency to forget that you know and, and it's just not you know every comic is somebody's first comic kind of a thing um so i think if, if you want a new reader to jump on you want to kind of distill the story a little bit this one feels like not necessarily that you had to have read everything else, but I, I think you'd be pretty lost. Um, I think you'd be a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. By how yeah. much is, I think, yeah. So I think if you just want like a fun sorted Spider-Man story, then I think this is probably a, like a good pick, but not necessarily for like your first Spider-Man story. <laughs> probably yeah. just better, better options to go for is maybe how to put it. Right. Like, you know, like the first Moreland story, I'd probably give somebody, um, you know, for the, the JMS story from, you know, 2001 right, yeah. or two, whatever it was. Uh, it must have been 2001, actually. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'd give that to somebody and say, yeah, the, you know, just, you know this, this is a good jumping on point because, sure, there's, there's a little bit of history there. But, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times when Marvel, especially Dan Slott, because he's written... I mean, I think he's done like three or four Amazing Spider-Man's number one, you know? <laughs> or, and yeah. it, 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 so it's like, and I think at that point, he's just like, you know what? People are along for the ride. They'll figure it out. If this is their first comic, then that's on them. They should go buy the other stuff, you know? And and I don't blame him for kind of having that mindset, but I don't know if he has that mindset. I'm just, I'm assuming just being an avid reader and going, yeah, this feels like, you know, this doesn't feel like a number one as much as it feels like a, if the last series ended at number 20, this is tw- number 21. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and also funny enough, this came up in the re- recording earlier when we were talking about briefly talking about number ones. And it's like, it's one thing when there's like a new fantastic four number one and it's like a new creative team and everything. It's a new era. Like, right. like the current run that like that's, it, it, it's, it's a whole problem these days, but that at least, I, I can understand and like I quite like, but the idea of like Daredevil, Zdarsky, Jacko, whatever, sorry, Daredevil being off the shelves for six months because of Devil's Reign, and then coming back with a new, with a new number one, mm-hmm. which like I get that it's been off the shelves for six months, but when it's like the same creative team and like the same story and the same run, you can understand why lots of people are like, ah, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh... Yeah, it, that, that's a good way to put it. When it's the same writer, they're 
you know, they're, they're marketing it as a number one, but the writer yeah, even in their mind, the artist as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're basically just continuing the story they were just doing and they're just kind of going along with the, like, sure, Marvel, you can call it number one, but we're not going to treat it like a number one. <laughs> um, oh, it, not in terms of, you know, it's a it's number one, great story. Number one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I realized that as I was saying it, I was like, that sounds kind of negative. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> um, so, uh, Joe, this, this has been such a blast getting to uh, getting to talk to you about this. Um, it's uh, you know, this is we, we, I've been having so much fun going through all these Spider-Verse stories especially, you know, since the, the, the new movie had just come out and, um, and, you know, and, and these stories, I, I, I find so interesting anyway, you know, it's like, if people are complaining, Oh, there's too many Spider-Verse stories. I'm like, Oh, well then you know, get something else, you know, I'll, I'll read it and I'll enjoy it. You know? Um, so I'm, I'm glad we got to do this today. Yes. Same. Thank you for having me back on it. It's been a fun time. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, so if people are, uh, you know, uh, sliding on the, the great web there, looking for you out there on the, the great interwebs, I should say, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Comics, and you can find my podcast on places like Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts uh, called Joe Talks Comics. So, yeah. Awesome. And uh, as for me, you can find me at Spider-Man Books on Twitter. Uh, uh, you can also email me, SpiderManBookClub at gmail.com. Uh, please, uh, when, wherever you're listening to this, write a review, subscribe, get those, uh, get those buds in ears. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, end this, we'll end this here. Web, Webhebs, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and uh, what else is there to say except Excelsior?